Really appreciate you being here. There's so much going on in this country, and a lot of it has to do with what's happening at the border. Of course, when we want to talk border, we want to talk about loving America, loving Texas. It's Chip Roy, my U.S. Uh, representative. How are you, Chip? Good to see you. I'm doing great, Joe. Just, uh, you know, celebrating getting the debt ceiling bill passed and over to the Senate. I worked late on that on the Rules Committee two nights ago. We got it off the floor last night, and so now the ball is squarely in the president's court, and we're delighted to have gotten it done. Well, I, I wasn't going to start there, but let's start there. Um, uh, four, four Republicans that I think you and I like said sure. no to that. Why? Well, you don't talk to them individually. I think a couple of them would have liked to have seen a few more cuts. I think a couple of them just kind of wanted to be a part of the process a little more, but, you know, I don't want to you know, focus on them as much as, look, we had general agreement. We had almost every single Republican on board. Uh, we got the vote across the finish line, and uh, it's a great bill. Seriously, it raises the debt ceiling, yes. I didn't campaign on wanting to raise the debt ceiling. Right. We're the majority, and we got to figure out what to do. So it raises the debt ceiling a trillion and a half dollars. But for that, we get a, a cut, an actual cut, to the annual discretionary spending. We can maintain defense. All we're doing is returning non-defense to pre-COVID levels in line with Barack Obama's last budget. We cut the student loan $550 billion. We reclaim $50 billion in COVID money. We get rid of all the stupid IRA green, so-called green subsidies, which are really unreliable energy, which, you know, enrich a bunch of fat cats and corporations that pimp, you know, Chinese solar panels. Right. We, we you know, put in regulatory reform in the RAINS Act. We cut the IRS agents. It saves $4.8 trillion over 10 years, a trillion dollars in year one. It's a great bill. And now we're going to you know, see what the president and Senator Schumer do. It is uh, Chip Roy, U.S. Representative, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. You know, in watching this thing unfold, we're all reminded that when Obama was in office, not that darn long ago, we've got video, Chip, we can actually look at it, Obama and Biden and, and Schumer and everybody down the line said, you got to negotiate. Of course you've yep. got to negotiate. Why can't we negotiate? What do you think the tactic is by Biden and whoever's feeding his, his ear um, to say, I'm not negotiating, period, end of story? What, what is that game? Well, I think that's the same radical left uh, group that's around him in the White House, you know, basically perpetrating all manners of sins with the executive overreach, issuing executive orders, just like the pistol brace, which will make felons out of a lot of Americans right. for simply owning a piece of plastic attached to their weapons. Uh, the same kind of executive orders that are interfering with local schools saying, hey, we just want to have bathrooms for boys and girls, uh, trying to use the power to do that. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's out of control White House who doesn't want to be uh, told that they got to sit at the table. Yet Joe Biden was the chief negotiator of the cut, uh, cap and balance BCA caps that we got in uh, 2011. Right. He, as, as a senator, said repeatedly that we got to come to the table to deal with the debt crisis. In 1984, he did it. In 1994, he did it. He's done it multiple times. Uh, it's hypocritical. Uh, but we're now going to put the ball in their court. We passed it. It's a good bill. It cuts spending. Raises the debt ceiling, but it will get us on a track to fiscal responsibility and it'll undo a lot of the damage this administration has been ca uh, causing to date. Uh, Chip, the mouthpiece for the White House, Karine Jean Pierre, the other day, and I played this for Jim Jordan. He almost fell out of his chair. Um, she said that Republicans want to defund the Border Patrol, defund police. Republicans want more fentanyl in the streets, they want to ban books. And, uh, and, and I think something about Social Security and Medicare, all of which was completely a lie, uh, most of which the Democrats are actually the ones who want to do. Do you, do you think that's effective? It must be effective or else why would they say it? And how do you counter that? Do you have to counter when they say something so stupid? Well, look, this is their playbook. Uh, Fear-mongering, scare tactics. Uh, they want to say, oh, this is all about Social Security and Medicare. Look, we don't touch Social Security or Medicare benefits. We don't. Uh, they want to say this is about cutting veterans' 
benefits. Right. We don't touch veterans' be uh, benefits. What we're saying is, like every American family, like every business, there ought to be a limit to the overall spending in the budget. We set that limit at literally what we were spending four months ago. We set that limit at a dollar amount that is the equivalent of what we're currently spending on defense and what Barack Obama's last budget was for 2024. That is literally to the dollar, the same amount of money. They want to say that's radical, but they're calling Barack Obama a radical MAGA extremist. Yeah, that's right, crazy. Yes. Yeah, and that's what, that's what they're, they're trying doing. to do to scare people. So we'll just take it on head on. Is there any Republican that you know of, Chip, that wants to defund the Border Patrol, defund police, and put fentanyl in the streets? No, but President Biden's budget, President Biden's budget yeah. did actually cut the Border Patrol funding. And, and they're saying that you guys want to do it. And there are people out. They know that there's a faction, maybe 30%, 40% of America that might believe that. All they have to do is say is an extreme MAGA Republican in front of it. And that's it. It's all true. It's Chip Roy, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas. Last question on that. Will Schumer bring it to a vote? And do you have Manchin and Cinema on your side, do you think? Well, I don't know what he'll do. I don't think he's inclined to want to bring it to a vote, but I can tell you that Senator Manchin has said positive things about at least we've put something forward that's constructive. He recognizes a lot of the things that we're doing are popular in West Virginia. He also recognizes we need to have some fiscal sanity. I think that uh, Kristen Sinema, obviously uh, an independent now, uh, probably had shares some of the things that we want to accomplish. So we'll see what happens. But the bottom line is you cannot do what Senator Schumer and President Biden are currently doing which is hide in the corner. You now have an obligation to answer what we've done. Ball is in your court. We're standing up for Americans. You're standing up for uh, the status quo, which is unacceptable for our kids and grandkids in the future of this country. District 21 Republican, the great state of Texas. He's my congressman. It's uh, Chip Roy. Uh, Chip, I saw a piece of video the other day, and I got to, this isn't an insult. Please don't take it as an, we're, we're friends. Um, you're not a very good actor. So I don't think that you were red in the face because you were acting. I don't think you were loud because you were acting. I think you really care, and you blew our minds with the number you brought up, about 85,000 missing children who have come across the border illegally. When Trump was in office, the left was beside itself, over 500 kids allegedly separated right. from their parents, their parents who were in detention for breaking the law. Again, if I break the law today, I'm going to be separated from my kids. That's not a radical thing to do, but it was 500. They had somebody, a kid as the poster child on the front cover of Time, who, by the way, was standing right next to her mother. She wasn't separated from anybody. Um, but they, they used this as Trump hates kids, Trump hates uh, uh, immigrants, and he's a xenophobe. You were red in the face the other day yelling about 85,000 missing kids. And I thought to myself, I got to have him on. Is it really 85,000, Chip, that we have no idea where they are? Well, let's rewind the clock, right? Remember that it was the Democrats who were going around saying kids in cages and they were doing all of their escapades and AOC was down there in her white suit crying right. next to the fence. And all of that was a ploy. They knew that wasn't true, that we had a situation where we're dealing with the product of broken laws, where we wanted to make sure that we were enforcing the law and the current laws were forcing them to be separated. We actually are putting forward bills to say families have to stay together. And what they wanted to do was lie and mislead the American people like they always do. Yes, there were some separations there. And yes, we ought to figure out how to reunify, them, of right. course. But now you have 85,000 kids, according to the New York Times, that great, you know, extremist MAGA you <laughs> right. know, publication, New York Times, 85,000 kids that they have lost contact with. Now, that doesn't mean they're lost. They might be with their sponsor. But who are these sponsors? Are these sponsors family members? Are they responsible Americans taking care of these kids? Are they an uncle, an aunt, 
Do we know? Or are they, you know, still part of the cartel? Are they having to pay off, you know, how they got there? Right. You know, are they being abused? Are they in slave labor? You have 85,000 children, 85,000, according to the New York Times, that they've lost contact with. Even if only 10% of them are lost, that's 8,500 kids. Even if only 1% are lost, it's 850. It's insane. And they're just trying to sweep it aside, and we're going to call them out for it. It, it, you're um, asking questions at a panel. I don't know if this is yesterday or the day before. And you're going down the line with people asking if they're proud of a system that somehow adversely affects 350,000 children coming across the border. Kids are dying. Kids are sex trafficked. They're human trafficked. They're indentured servants, as you just said. And down the line, the three women that you spoke with all said, I'm not proud of it. It's horrible. Then you got to some guy named Kerry. And I don't know who this is, but I want to play this video because um, his answer was ridiculous, and I love that you called him out on it. It's yes or no question. Are you proud of a system in this country that has 356,000 unaccompanied alien children that allow that to occur to children? That we know, by your own acknowledgement and testimony, by our own understanding, children are being abused, raped, they get killed in this process. The system that we've created to allow and attract that flood across our border do you think that is a good system, and are you proud of it as an American? These children are fleeing violence and threats of death in their country. The abortion. numbers have been spiking under this administration because of the policies of this administration, and it is well documented. I just want to make clear, you're standing behind the policies of this administration, that you're proud of these policies, and what that is allowing to occur to these children. I do not currently work for the administration. I was... Doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Are you proud of this administration's policies and what currently is occurring to these children because of the policies attracting 356,000 unaccompanied alien children when we know the data? 85,000 lost. Reams of scores. You worked there. You know. Of the rapes, of the people getting killed, of the slave labor. Do you think this is a system that we should say we're proud of? I believe we should provide protection to children who are fleeing death and persecution. Let me Ridiculous. Chip, my, my face was, was going to explode as I'm watching this. First of all, who is Mr. Kerry? Who is this guy? Yeah, he's a former director. I can't remember the title over at the Office of uh, Refugee Resettlement in HHS. Uh, that deals with unaccompanied children. So he knows full well exactly what's happening. But but he doesn't believe what he just said, does he? We know that people coming from the Northern Triangle are not running from persecution and certain death and war and all this stuff. You want to talk about Venezuela? That's a different thing. You want to talk about Cuba? Okay, I'll hear you. You want to talk about North Korea if they're coming from there? Okay, I'll listen to that. But the idea that they're coming, they're coming here because they want a better job in a grocery store that's filled with food. And, and, and I want them to have that opportunity as long as they do it illegally. Do you think that a guy like this believes what he just said, that he's just looking to protect kids from persecution and certain death and whatever else he said, when you know that that's not generally speaking why people are coming here? You know, I, I don't know this man, but all I know is I think some get kind of duped into believing this, 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 this kind of myth that every one of these kids that's coming there are, you know, fleeing some sort of horrific condition or situation as opposed to, you know, being terrorized, as opposed to the large numbers of them. They want a better way of life, which both you and I do not begrudge. Right. Right. I mean, God bless them. The problem is we, the, the, the country that's supposed to be the strongest, most powerful country in the world, we've created a system under democratic regimes and frankly, too much re Republican acquiescence that has allowed this to occur so that 
eight, nine years ago, we had children riding on the top of train cars, where today we just talked about the lost children, the articles and the exploitation. We've allowed that to occur because we've allowed our laws to be exploited so that now the world knows send an unaccompanied child right. and that child will be able to get in. They know it and that's what's happening. Well, and, and the thing is, I can be so sure about what I said about him being wrong because you and I both know uh, the rate of people actually getting asylum is what, between 10 and 20%? The other, at, uh, the other at, eighty, at best, uh, yeah, the other best. eighty or ninety percent are just here trying to find a better life. That again, you and I agree with. Get yourself a better life, like my grandfather did, like I'm sure your ancestor did way back. Um, at the end of the day, though, you do it legally. There are processes in place, and a guy like this has to know that he's all wet when he claims this. But again, the bleeding hearts will hear him say it and say, boy, that ship Roy hates kids. And man, this guy, Kerry, really loves the kids when he knows that most of them are going to be sent back if they go through adjudication, and most of them are not coming here running from any sort of persecution. So this is the thing that is the most important for Americans to understand and all of your listeners is that this administration in particular, but so did the Obama administration, uh, and frankly, again, Republican acquiescence allowed our laws to be exploited in the name of asylum to create this magnet and create this chain, essentially making America's government a part of the child exploitation and the slave labor system. We're a part of it. We're facilitating it. We, are, we, we allow our rules, our laws to be exploited to release people in the United States, whether in this case we're talking about children or whether we're talking about adults through claims of asylum. And that's why the legislation that we passed last week in the House Judiciary Committee is so important. We passed it. We hopefully will move it off the House floor the week of the Title 42 expiration, which is coming, which will make it even worse. And it would be a very good bill, the most conservative, strong border security bill we've ever passed. We need to get it over to the Senate and force Democrats to answer. Well, there are 30,000 illegals waiting to come across on May 11th. The 30,000, they're ready to come across in El Paso, I believe. And we've got to do something or else the floodgates will really open. Uh, District 21 Republican, great state of Texas, Chip Roy. I want you to give me a minute or two, if you don't mind, on Prop A here in Texas. And this is important, I think, nationally, because there are propositions like this popping up all over the place, and I don't think people understand them. Well, remember where we've got cities like San Antonio, where we have a George Soros-backed district attorney, right. where we have an assault, an attack on our law enforcement officers, our great uh, men and women in blue, who are standing on that thin blue line for us, what they're trying to do with Prop A is basically go soft on crime, make it impossible for our law enforcement to go after uh, what is called petty uh, theft and be able to go after burglars. But these are real crimes, keeping Tom's, uh, $750 uh, theft, things where we're allowing law enforcement today to be able to go enforce the law so that you can actually stop and prevent that theft and then go prosecute it. They want to back that up, and they're using cover. They're using abortion, and they're using um, uh, marijuana right. to say, oh, we're pushing back on those radicals in Austin. We don't want to enforce those laws, so we're going to do that. They're trying to use that as a cover for allowing going soft on crime, which will let a lot of criminals out of jail or, frankly, prevent them from being prosecuted in the first place. And so we are against Proposition A in San Antonio. you got to send a message that we're backing the police. The police union is against it. The mayor, Mayor Nierberg, is against it. We are standing up against Proposition A. If you live around San Antonio, we will win this if you show up and vote. Early voting has already started. Voting is over the next week. It'll close out uh, by whatever, I think May 5th, I think that's Saturday. Right. And we need to get everybody out and vote to 
Killed it. For those who uh, listen to me around the country, you've heard me speak about Ron Nirenberg. We don't agree on anything. We don't agree on anything except this. And if I if I hear you right, and, and correct me if I get it wrong, they put the uh, in this in this prop abortion and pot, thinking well, those who lean left, those who are liberal, those who maybe are moderate lean left, they want more abortion rights. They want more access to pot. And then they're putting in, oh, yeah, oh, by the way, we're going to ignore it if you steal $750. It's like what we see every day in California, and it's nine fifty in California. We want to make it seven fifty. So if you steal $700 from the local uh, convenience store, from the Walmart, you're not going to be prosecuted. I mean, they're hiding it by going with, uh, generally speaking, leftist, younger issues, right? Yeah, and there's a reason why you now look out in California and you go into a, a Target or into a CVS and they've got glass cases right. to buy virtually anything. This is coming to a city near you. For your national audience listeners, it's coming to you. If you're in San Antonio, it's coming. Because these guys want to stop prosecuting crime. And they're going to let criminals out on the street. And they're going to endanger your cities. And this is all a plan. The Soros-backed DA, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Houston, 75 across the, the country. We've got to push back on that. That starts at the polls. And let me just say, this matters in local elections. If you're a conservative in America show up to the polls in local elections. D.C. stuff that I'm involved in, it's shiny. It's a distraction. Your life is made up by your D.A., your local county judge, your local sheriff, and all of your local officials that impact your schools and your safety and your communities. Please get out this spring and go vote. To make it clear, it's my opinion. You vote no on Proposition A. Uh, Chip, I appreciate you coming on. Keep on keeping up the the good work in, uh, in, uh, in D.C. Come back to Texas soon, and we'll talk to you soon. Amen. God bless, Jeff. Take care. All right, brother. We're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. Great information from Chip Roy. We know now what's in the bill. We know that KJP isn't telling the truth about it. She's also, I believe, committing a Hatch Act violation every time she talks about MAGA. Uh, Next hour, Tracy Beans. Incredible information there as well. Stay here. This is the Joe Pegg Show.